everybody welcome back to play Under player the weekly gaming talk show here at nerdy northerners where we discuss the gaming news that you don't want to miss out on my name is jake and of course i am joined by my weekly co-host is danny hey guys how's it going i've got wes in the house hey what's up chat and of course we're joined by a regular face around here you can see him on tuesdays over at game on alex how's it going alex doing well and i'm hoping everyone else is doing well too I've got to say I'm doing well. Hope I hope the rest of us are doing well. Danny uh, and Wes, hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, doing pretty good. Pretty yeah, good day. day. So yeah, I made it through. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Terry and our disc, or I don't think it was. No, sorry, it was Ryan who said today is the Mondayest, the Mondayest of Mondays that I've had the Monday in a while, or something along those lines. There are a lot of Mondays sure. thrown in that sentence. Yeah, that sounds like Ryan, <laughs> right? And. It, it, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but it kind of did feel like that kind of a Monday for me. It just felt like a very, oh, one of these kind of Mondays. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you saw Monday. That's every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just like any other Monday. <laughs> no, he's happy Monday, says Tater. Hey, good to see you, Tater. So, uh, hey, Tater. You guys ready to hop into the gaming news here? Let's do it. Fill me in. What do I got? What do I got? So, I, I, this week, there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of, uh, like, um, there being numerous titles, but I feel like the t- the stuff that we have to talk about this week is really big and impactful, and a lot of it is surrounding this ongoing case that is going on between Epic versus Apple. There's a lot of stuff leaking out, and a lot of stuff that I think developers and publishers would have liked to prefer to have kept secret. And one of these things are internal documents from Xbox kind of revealing what they thought was going to be released in uh, the upcoming year, especially from Nintendo. So basically, out of Xbox, they think that they thought that there were going to be some high-profile games, including Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Metroid Prime 4, and Bayonetta 3 would have all launched in 2020. Now, we didn't see any three of those titles launching uh, in 2020 or have launched yet, but they have came out and... uh, had some of the games, uh, I'm actually struggling to find any mention of particular ones. They did, they have mentioned some of the games that have in, in this document that uh, have come out, but these three titles are ones that people over at Xbox seriously thought were not going to be available, or sorry, were going to be available this year over on the Nintendo Switch. Um, so, Danny, I kind of want to throw this to you being a big Nintendo fan. I mean, I'm sure you would have wished these games were out this year on the Nintendo Switch, but I, I guess. How do you figure that these executives and big wigs at Xbox, like, how do you think they came to the conclusion that these three games are going to be out by the end of 2020? And obviously, clearly, they were not. Uh, to be honest, I it, I find it kind of weird why Xbox executives are, uh, you know, getting into the Nintendo scheme of news since they, they really don't have any uh, true thing that, you know, Nintendo... Was going to release these titles. We we've been waiting for Metro Prime Four for a while. Of course, uh, Retro Studios was doing it. Uh, I think they're doing it again, but it's done. Something happened, and they they've had to redo it again. Uh, Bayonetta it was Three. Someone else doing it. Is it someone else doing yeah, it now? It Bandai Namco yeah. doing it. Oh, okay, so Bandai Namco. Okay, I'm yeah. happy with that. Um, Bayonetta Three is Bayonetta is one of my favorite games of all time. So if that game was out already, I'd you know I'd be playing the shit out of it. Um, and we don't have any updates on that besides it's coming. Uh, and uh, what was the other one you said? Breath of the Wild 2. We know that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming, but I, I, I doubt, like, I, I even doubt we're going to see it this year. I, I think we're, gonna get, we're probably going to have to see it uh, next year, especially with, uh, with Skyward Sword being released for the system. Uh, I think Nintendo is using that as, as a, as a, Thing to get people not so angry with them kind of mm-hmm. thing since it, like with covid and all the stuff that's happening everything's been pushed uh and we, we know that breath of the wild 2 is coming just i don't think it's going to be coming this year but you know like i said next month we have e3 so we're gonna we're gonna have a better idea what games are coming uh for the rest of this year but i still think that's pushed away but like going back to microsoft and these execs like I think it's more of a of a thing where they're they're just trying to to gather noise, maybe to get more uh, you know recognition towards them. Because 
I literally don't see them knowing when X when uh, Nintendo is going to be releasing their games. That's kind of weird. Unless there's like some secret uh, connection with uh, Doug Bowser and uh, I, I can't remember who's running Microsoft, but Bill Spencer. Uh, Bill Spencer, yeah. yeah. I, I will it's say weird. this, Danny, if I can say this real quick, is that I actually feel that you know this makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, it's company, it's a competition analysis, right? It's understanding like, what uh-huh. your competition's doing and if you have these three big games launching in the same quarter window, are you really that enticed to throw out all of your big hitters in that same window, right? You have to, you have to remember, like, the, yeah, yeah. There's that sharing of customer base, and and uh, it, you know, this isn't actually coincidentally the only report coming out of this. There's another one that came out. Um, this this one isn't really the biggest, but it has to do with The Last of Us too. Uh, the mm-hmm. Last of Us 2 was internally reviewed by two different people at Xbox, giving uh, glaringly great reviews, but highlighting some things that you know they felt were wrong still too. And it was more of a critical analysis of the game by their competition. And uh, so, Wes, I, I kind of want to throw this over to you now as a as a uh, fellow or developer out there. I, I do you, you know. Do you find that this is normal, that Xbox has gone and not only internally reviewed The Last of Us 2 from their competition Sony, but are also trying to figure out and analyzing and have documents on, hey, like this is what we think Nintendo's doing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like That, that seems uh, completely, uh, completely kind of in the norm for me. Um, like you said, as far as them kind of... I, I think Danny's right when he says that I don't know what Microsoft would have been thinking to think that those games were launching last year. Even even pandemic, if if the pandemic never happened, I didn't think those games were launching last year. Like full working normal times? No, not even. Um, not a chance. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 common for for developers and and especially the platform holders like like. Uh, Microsoft and Sony and that sort of thing—they're going to keep up with what the others are doing. They're—they're going to be playing those games. Oftentimes, they're going to be playing them anyway because, mm-hmm. like, they play games just like anybody else. Um, and it—it's it, not uncommon, especially like for for developers to say, like, "Hey, like, you know, we'll let you, we'll we'll buy the game, and then we'll let you kind of take that home, try it out, but we want you to report—not really report back because it's not like in an official capacity, but more mm-hmm. of like a." Hey, since we're doing this for you, we kind of want to get your feedback, get sort of that sense of what you think of the game, and and uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Part of that was uh, part of that 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 same quote unquote review was uh, was those Microsoft employees basically saying that Microsoft doesn't have anything like this. Yep. So like that's that's a you know that's that's important feedback for them to know to sort of see like. Hey, this is what people are liking about the game. This is—it's it, not just you know the action or the gore or or what have you. You know, like not these basic bullet points, but trying to dive a little deeper into it with people who have actually played the game. Yeah, uh, there's actually one really critical comment too. I mean, and, and, and you know, this this is—it was less a review and more of a, again like a you know I'm just going to use the word analysis is because that's exactly what it was. It was them picking apart this game, the best parts about it, the worst parts about it. Like one of the comments by one of them just, you know, it, not the exact quote on it, but he more or less said that you know, Naughty Dog still can't make a good shooter. You know, their their gun, their gun gameplay is horrible. You know, but you know, thankfully it's wrapped up in stuff that makes it you not have to use the gun. And uh, yeah, I, I was like, wow, like that's you know, that's kind of pretty out there. You, you know, you know, it's, it's very direct uh, criticism. Um, but that's what they're doing, right? They're they're taking a look at what the competition's doing, and uh, trying to go with it. Uh, over to you, uh, um, Alex. What are you, what are your thoughts on them uh, at Microsoft looking at their competition like this? I think it's a good way to, like you said, analyze the product and understand why the fans like that title that game like exactly what Wes was saying is it's not about the gore it's not about um the way it looks does how does it feel and how does it interact with the audience i guess that's the best way for me to explain it so why not take some pointers to see what made that game look good and imply it onto your own product and and yeah that's that's just it right like microsoft is 
they have their own first-party studios. They're going to have people that are going into these studios to to kind of like just touch base with the team oftentimes and, and kind of get them up to speed if there's any changes to dev kits or, or environments or, or that sort of thing that they need to know. But also to check in on the game and say like, hey, like this is sort of what we're feeling as far as where games are going over the next 6 to 12 months, you know, depending on the launch window. Uh, wow. And and that's that's stuff that they're going to sort of relay to their first party teams to say like, hey, guys, this is where we sort of feel that that, you know, we need to hit these either feature points or these mm-hmm. technical points or what have you to make sure that they're they're on that same sort of level that that the competition is. And this isn't something that's only applied to video games. I mean, you could see this in cars, you know, them taking a look at cars. All right, well, how's the exhaust? How's the steering wheel look? How's this look? It, it happens everywhere. You know, you look at someone doing something successful and they're like, all right, you know, we, you know, as, as you mentioned, the one quote, they're being like, we don't have anything on this, uh, on our, on the Xbox. So watch within the next two or three years, we're probably going to be getting a last of us like title on Xbox because they want to have something that's there as a balance. You know, they they want to have a game that is, you know, that, uh, that equal for them. So uh, moving on though, Denny had mentioned E3 this year is coming up and it is coming up very soon there are a lot of companies that were just added on to the list and the ACA has confirmed that the following companies are going to be joining uh, the already confirmed uh list over here in a second but uh, square enix sega bandai namco and gearbox are all confirmed to have shows at e3's all virtual event for 2021 last year e3 was canceled due to the pandemic but this year it's back with an all virtual event something that has never really been done before by them and I'm wondering if it might be the future here. Now, they're also going to be joined by Exceed Games, Marvelous, uh, which is also Marvelous USA, uh, Inc., Freedom Games, Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, Verizon, and Binge.com. They're already also joined by classic Nintendo partners, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, and Warner Bros. Games. Uh, for, first to you, Alex, on this. What do you make of E3 in its current state? Do you think that E3 is even necessary anymore? Oh, it's always going to be necessary. It's like a video gamer's uh, dream to see it. It's like being a kid in a candy store or Toys R Us, whatever comes first. Like You want to see the surprises. You want to see what you want to get excited for down the road. I know the internet is one thing, but E3 is a different experience since like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Absolutely, it is. It is something people look uh, want, want to look forward to every year, and you know, there's there's been so much talk about whether or not you know the new way that companies are reaching out to people like Nintendo doing their Nintendo Directs, and obviously uh, a big name that I uh, skipped out there was uh, Sony. Sony will not be at E3 this year, which is a very surprising move given that everyone else is going to the party, but Sony's not going to be there. So I mean, you, you have to think like, there there has to be reasons why. Do you think that they're what reason do you think that Sony might have, Alex, that they would not want to go to E3? I mean, to me, it almost seems like they don't think E3 is necessary. That is actually a very shock to me, actually. I would never have expected Sony not to be a participant in E3, but they've always been there. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't really think of a reason as to why they wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. That shocked me. Well, Danny, I'll throw it over to you. Then I know, uh, you, again, you're, you're a big Nintendo fan, one of our, our big uh, Nintendo guys here. And one of the things that Nintendo has recently done within the last year or two are Nintendo Directs. And we've all really enjoyed them. I know you enjoy them. I know I've enjoyed them, especially when they're related to Pokemon and the games that I'm more associated with, you know. But, uh, I, again, you know, then you have the presentation at E3. How do you feel on it? I mean, do you like the approach that Nintendo should maybe just do Nintendo Directs and that's it? Or do you like what E3 is and represents? So I will always be a fan of what E3 presents. Um, I do miss the live shows. I, I think that's probably one of the things that I miss. I miss the crowd of people, the excitement, the, uh, you know, we sure there there have been issues with tech demos and stuff not happening and stuff not going right for different companies. But Don't do demos live. Yeah, don't do Never demos do live. Demos exactly, live. exactly. So yeah, you know, you got those parts that are hilarious to watch. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I, I really loved watching those every year. I would either if I was in school, I had the day off, or you know, or work, I would take the day off to watch all of the press conferences at E3. 
uh, and enjoy watching them. I would be there all day watching like the 24 hour streams of of the of the uh, showrooms and stuff like that. Uh, so I miss it. But yeah, the uh, the feature that you know Nintendo has decided to do the directs and they do it throughout the year uh, is great because uh, it does give us an, a, an update and keeps us informed with games that uh, not only are coming out in the summertime but also coming out for the Christmas time. Um, and you know PlayStation did that too. Uh, the last one was a uh, I think it's called the PlayStation Underground or or I can't remember what what uh, they call it. State of Play, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so they they're doing their own thing, but they, like Alex says, you know, the shock of them not being, uh, you know, represented at E three is I, I find it a very cocky, cocky move of Sony. I I find that, uh, you know, Sony's kind of letting stuff go to their head, kind of thing. We know that the uh, PlayStation Five has just hit the the um, the highest selling console in the U.S. right now. Um, you know they're on this like elevated level of to popularity. I want to say to because of what's going on. I find that with Microsoft, Nintendo, and all those other uh, publishers that are going to be at E3, are still keeping that that uh, e, you know that that feel and dream of E3 alive for all the players. Not having Sony there, it's kind of a really weird and stupid thing upon their part. Uh, whether or not they're going to do exactly what Nintendo does throughout the year with their uh, with their directs, um, they really haven't announced anything. Uh, and if we have another direct like we did, the the one that we had, which showed absolutely nothing except for games we already knew that mm-hmm. uh, either came out or just like you know, ports of games to the PS5, uh, they, they're going to have some troubles. They, they need to get more of their IPs out there. They need to show more stuff, get people excited, or, or else it's going to have a, a, like a, an alternate effect where people are just going to be like, what? This game, you know, is out? What is this game? I think they need to be more informed and get people excited for their games. Like I said, we don't know what they're planning yet, but Missing E3 is kind of a stupid move on their part. Yeah. I, I, I can Which also... Oh, oh, go ahead, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I just want to ask a question. Uh, after the PS5 has been announced, what else has Sony is worth um, mentioning that's not going to be coming to E3? That's the question that I want to ask you guys. So PS5 is being the biggest seller, as um, Danny said. What else are they going to have to show for at E3 since they're not going to be there? Well... So good. I believe last year, and someone quoted well, me wrong here. I believe even the year before, I believe Sony hasn't gone to the last like two or three E3s. So there was no, there was no E3 last year, right? Yeah. Um, the year but before, then, Sony wasn't there. Yeah, right. Sony was in. Yeah, Sony didn't. The year before that, they were barely there. Yeah, yeah. So, that was so, the year they did like their their press conference was Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it was like all the people packed into like a church sort of thing, and then they moved them to another location, and it was like maybe an hour-long presentation, and that was about it. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah, they showed, showed like, very, very little. (laughs) So, so I want to throw this to you next, and I I find you're in a very interesting place as a developer, you know, again, to to offer this insight. You know, if you're Nintendo and Sony and and, uh, Microsoft at this point, obviously E3 is a huge stage. It's, It's always been a big stage. It's Likely going to remain a big stage for a while, but there's a, an effort, or sorry, there's an effort from uh, multiple gaming companies, and Sony's kind of leading the way here. Nintendo's taking a little bit of notes with their uh, Nintendo Directs, but they're kind of leading away from having this one day where all the gaming news comes out, and now they're dri- dribbling it out and being able to talk to their customers more directly. Do you see that this is going to be something that more companies go to, or? Are you hoping and thinking that E3 is still going to be that that pivot? And another one on there for you as well. Do you think that E3 is going to be uh, going back to a large physical presence, or do you think that it's going to be stuck to a digital uh, future? That part of it, like the 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 future, what we see like next year, for example, once you know vaccines are more prevalent. Um, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um. I, I don't have much of a gauge as far as like 
what we're going to see coming out of this. Mm-hmm. So that one, that one is is harder for me to to judge. I think we will see a pre- uh, like a physical presence, I guess, but I don't know if it's the full blast sort of thing we've we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't know if it's the the what was it the oh was it 07 where it was mostly just like meetings and that kind of thing. There was very little there, like there was no show floor or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's, I don't think it goes maybe quite that far the other, the other direction. Um, but I don't know if it's the full on thing we've seen in the past. I, I, I kind of, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to be the odd man out here. I, I think I kind of agree and disagree uh, like I agree with you guys in the in the sense that that's what I want E3 to be. I want it to be that that big show. I want it to be those those press conferences with those like ridiculous surprises. Uh, you know, Ubisoft doing the dumbest shit I've ever seen, and me being confused <laughs> as to what the hell is even going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I want that. I want the spectacle. But I think I don't think we. I, I don't think the industry needs E3. I think that there's enough enough companies, enough like Activision doesn't do E3. Uh, EA doesn't. They they don't have a booth anymore. If I'm correct, they they do like a a, a week the weekend before they do their own thing. Um, but I don't think they're on the floor anymore. Activision hasn't been on at, at E3 for at least like a full on console generation. Um, because they didn't need to. Um, Nintendo has done the the direct the the morning of, but their entire like show floor presence and 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 show presence is a single game. You know they they've generally picked like here's our our primary game that we're that we're focusing on. Whether that was like Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing. Um, you know the the they did like the 3ds when that was still a, like a more relevant console they would mm-hmm. they would highlight some games there as well but it was mostly like a couple games um so sony kind of moving in that direction doesn't surprise me what has mostly surprised me coming out of that is that they don't do a state of play at that same at that same time like you think that they would do that mm-hmm. uh and especially like the the year before the consoles released that seemed to be microsoft's moment like you're the only one there seize it and take the opportunity yeah and i i think they did an okay job but they didn't do the gangbuster sort of thing i think they needed to do um but yeah like i I, as much as i i want there to be that that crazy stuff i want someone from sega to go out on stage and say we've got a new console and it's launching today motherfuckers like i'm you know yeah (laughs) i want them to do that shut up and take my money i I wonder if but, it might. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just I I I don't know if if the companies need E3 as much as the ESA needs the companies to yeah. need E3. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I I almost wonder whether or not it would just be better if all the companies held their own mini celebratory day or two for themselves, which is like, hey, like we're, you know, like if they if they want that big spectacle, you know. Just, uh, and and Microsoft and Sony have done that. Like right, right. Sony used to have uh, PSX that that they'd run in December, and they they'd have big announcements there. Marvel uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Ca- uh, sorry, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite was announced there. Um, you know, in, while that game looks terrible but plays really great, you guys should have really played that game. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, you know that 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 dropped off a number of years ago. They don't do that yeah. anymore. Uh, Microsoft has brought back uh, what is it? XO, IO. They had they had some conference that they would do that was more like fan focused. It was more of a P, uh, like a PAX sort of thing. Uh, PSX was the same way, but they would do a, a conference. They would do a press conference there. And, yeah. Um, you know, so there there is a little bit of that. Nintendo has yeah. never done that sort of. I don't I don't see Nintendo ever doing that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, I'm actually on your side there, Wes. Too. I've I've been the E3, but you know, the more and more that we get ourselves as a culture indulged in media, it just to me seems that there's too much coming out too fast, and that E3 just seems like such a long wait away and an almost an unnecessary wait to then drop a bunch of information 
and I guess for me over the last couple of years too, that's kind of irked me is that we have titles that get announced and then we just don't see them ever again. Elder and, Scrolls Six. Well, yes, but like it was like a like, title screen that they were yeah. like, "Hey, we're also working on this, and we're never going to see <laughs> right? the game again." Like it's just you know I don't know. I, I think it's you know E three almost turned into being more like how can we like wow <gasps> ah people like every year as opposed to delivering the content for the gamers and be like hey so uh we got a game coming out uh god of war the new one and it's out in three months we'll see you then like ah you know or you know something like that like you know not oh it's six years later and cyberpunk finally is oh no <laughs> delayed for another year <laughs> okay yes uh but i yeah. mean we also didn't mention that konami is not going to be yet Oh. at e3 oh because you, like... you just brought up something perfect that i was gonna say is like well if you watch the uh, konami uh, press conference that they had the the one year was a yeah. was a Tack freaking Fuji, train wreck man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hit a train that wreck. giant crab hit that giant enemy crab in its weak spot for massive damage what what more do you want <laughs> oh that that was such a horrible so, horrible press conference that was the that's the spectacle i want is the stuff that makes me just want to sh- like curl up into a corner and just like forget uh, video games exist so i want to move on here because th- there are some more just incredible incredible news out here that it's it's gonna take a little bit for us to unravel all this because something a line i read and again i can't quote me for every word but something along the lines of the video game industry has had a lot of very unnecessary safeguarded secrets almost to the point of absurdity and now a bunch of like the inner insides and outsides are kind of being shown and let out. And uh, um, one one thing that's kind of came out through all of this too is another lawsuit, and this one is against Sony. And Sony's facing a lawsuit because they this lawsuit claims that they are they are operating an unlawful monopoly by restricting PlayStation games to only be sold digitally on the PlayStation Store. So what this would mean, in a sense, is allowing other stores to operate on the PlayStation to sell PlayStation games alongside the PlayStation Store. Arguing that the PlayStation console is much like a PC, in a sense that it's manufactured and sold by somebody, but that not everything on there has to be restricted and underneath them. Um, you know, they say that by, uh, them doing this, Sony is able to charge up to 170% higher, uh, prices on those games than they would say if Steam was able to come in and have a Steam outlet to have the games on there or Epic or somebody else. Um, Wes, I want to throw this to you first because I, I, I just, I don't, I'm really confused as to where this can go because it has merit i understand it and it's it's one of those things that's like well (laughs) uh you know yeah it is sony's they can make the physical games but you know uh, when it comes to the digital games it's it's a file out there you know and i I don't know it's it's really it's a really touchy area but they're being sued over it and and there's a lawsuit about it uh the lawsuit explains Sony's monopoly allows them to charge super super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. So, Wes, what are your thoughts on this? I, I guess I understand where they're coming from, but I don't feel that a lot of that is is actually the way it is. I mean, Sony runs sales on digital games all the time. That it's not as though like the, these things are just never dropping in price. They they there's constant sales on that store. That also being said, I I mean, are they also going after Microsoft, Nintendo, Apple? You know, it, it, are are they going after these other companies that make hardware and also you know, uh, uh, what's the word? The word is escape me. Uh, basically, moderate their own yeah. digital storefront. You but, know, like, yeah. by looks of things, there's no other uh, 
that, that there's no other lawsuits. The only thing I mean, does... Microsoft does the same thing. Like they they Absolutely. have a storefront and you got to put it through there. Like Apple has the the App Store. You got to put it through there. Like yeah, and... you know these these are not. Sony's not in a bubble in that sense. Um, so and 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 really like <laughs> unless I'm unless I'm mistaken and I very well could be mm-hmm. like charge whatever you want for your game on like sony doesn't tell you what your game costs no you set the price for your game yeah context in the very end though correct i'm sorry sorry repeat that it's context at the very end like it could be misinterpreted the way that they're trying to advertise it and the customer looks at it in a different way but sony is intending it this way but they misheard it that's yeah. one thing that comes to my mind. Uh, yeah, uh, there, Maybe. There's also... and I, like, I mean, certainly, like, sales on, on physical games are always going to be better. Yeah. Because they take physical... They take up physical space in a store. And a store does not want to sit on... I mean, Jake, you ran a store. You, you don't want to sit on shit forever. Nope. Get it you don't want to get rid of that stuff. Get out like, the door. The, the whole point is it's in your store is to get it out of the store. Yeah. Once yeah. it comes in the door... the collectors. You know. Yeah, and uh, obviously you don't have that issue with with you know with digital storefronts because, like you said, it's 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 files sitting somewhere. It's it's disk space, and disk space is cheap. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, they I, even... I don't know. This one doesn't seem to have much. Like I understand where they're coming from. I I can sympathize with the with the basic idea that if there was additional storefronts allowed then you could have competition between them and they they would have to compete with each other for your dollar but i mean that's not always the way this that stuff pans out either i mean you can buy games for the same price on steam and epic game store it's not as though they're necessarily cheaper on one or the other yeah and i mean there's the whole thing about exclusivity too now if the game is not made by a Sony first party uh, company, then I can see the argument starting to pan out more in favor of the lawsuit because where I see this kind of coming down is again, like treating the consoles like a PC, especially in this day and age, they have all the apps, they can access YouTube, they can access Amazon, they can, you, you can access the internet on, on it. it it's, it's, a, it's a small computer, but it is now. It's no longer just a gaming console that you just plug in your your stuff too so like that argument being like hey like there's other ways that we could buy games to play on our playstation but like the only way we can is through this i think the same thing should happen to nintendo and microsoft for that point the article even here brings up saying that uh uh nintendo stopped allowing uh, retailers to sell uh their uh games at a their digital games or retail stores uh back in 2019 and so did sony so they've both you know, even further restrict themselves to that monopoly. Like, hey, you can only buy your digital games from us. Yeah, you can get the credit at other stores, but you're still buying the the games from us. Um, so, Alex, what, what do you think about it? What, what do you think about there being an allowance of other storefronts to enter onto consoles for you to buy games from? As a customer, I want to get the best deal possible, right? Mm-hmm. If I went to a if I went to a retail store, I want to get my money's worth. Like, I want to get a physical copy or something if it's the right price, and I can just save myself the money. I guess that, I, that's what I think. But I don't know about the store. I don't know about the online stuff, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Danny, what are your thoughts? What would you think about having? Oh, I don't know. Say, I, I mean, I guess because this could theoretically happen, but uh, you having the Epic Game Store over on Nintendo and you being able to choose, well, hmm, do I go with the Nintendo eShop and do I buy, you know, Octopath Traveler there or do I buy it off of the Epic Game Store and then have it, you know, played over? What, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good thing? I think, you know, it's not really a question if it's a good or a bad thing. I think the the, the thing is we got to ask ourselves is, will these companies actually allow it to happen? Right. Most of these, most of the money, of course, for like PlayStation, 
uh, you go to the PlayStation Store, that, that money is going to PlayStation, PlayStation itself. Uh, whereas, say, if Epic Store was on there, you know, that money would go, would be split up. I think that's how uh, I understand it goes. Uh, half the money goes to Epic, half the money would go to uh, to Sony, I think. I'm not sure exactly how the way that, the, the way the process works for it, but, um, you know, Wes and Alex brought up a good point. Um, you know, Wes was saying that's all the companies, whether it's PlayStation, Microsoft, Nintendo, whatever, uh, they always have sales. Every week there's a new sale. There's new games that go on sale, just like uh, an actual physical store does and vice versa. Uh, like Wes was saying, you know, you don't want to stay on the merchandise at the stores. Uh, if it was my store, I probably would because I'm a collector and I probably would hoard all those games that you would get. Uh, but, but, you know, you have that where you, you want to, you want to sell the basis of having either a digital storefront, a physical storefront, you're there to sell product. Uh, and it all goes back to, like I said, I, I, I really doubt that PlayStation will allow to have, uh, the PlayStation store, the Epic store and say Steam uh, all in one thing. So you can buy your games. I don't, I don't think that'll ever be a possibility um that you know and you said it jake the little it basically um not so much the switch but the mic uh the xbox and playstation are pretty much now a little mini computer they have all the apps and stuff um but i don't see them having that kind of freedom to put on their systems of course everyone here knows that i i'd rather go and buy physical uh and yeah i do find stuff a lot cheaper physically uh, than I do digitally, just because I, I know where to go. I know what um, you know what games are going to be cheaper, and I, and I find these things like whether it be secondhand or you know whatever. I I'm I'm out there finding deals. Not now because of the pandemic, which kills me. But uh, uh, you know, definitely I do like to get out there and I like to search around. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I don't really you know buy some digital ones, which of course you guys know I buy them for the indie hour. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's all about money. We know that there's, there's ways that these companies are going to sell their product, whether it be on their own servers, or, uh, if we have this fantasy dream of them coming together and, and, uh, being able to buy games on multiple ones, uh, you know, Steam has their own sales one week. Uh, I'm sure Epic Store has their own sales one week. Uh, you're not always going to find the same game on every server, uh, being uh, the same price, one system will have it cheaper. It's just the way, it's the way marketing goes. It's the way business goes. It doesn't. It's not just games. It's food. It's everything you can think of. Anything that has a price dollar value. So, yeah. And and I, I think the... you actually you raise a good point there, Danny. Sorry, Alex. I'm, I'm, okay. Sorry. Um, but you, you, I think you raise a good point with with that that revenue share revenue split, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, right now, like even if we assume it's kind of the the standard seventy thirty um, on on the PlayStation Store, uh, if you get another storefront in there, mm-hmm. they're gonna want to take their cut. You're still gonna need have to give that cut to Sony because they're the platform holder. Right. And so, a, as a dev, I'm just getting less now exactly. if I put it on your store. Exactly. So you would get that deduction of you know your hard work right so that that's why i mean it's like we i doubt you'll ever see that there will be no way on on a pc it's different right because the pc is an open uh user thing so you can have the epic store you can have steam and whatever other um you know uh storefronts you can get on there but with the yeah, dedicated I don't, I don't consoles, have to pay microsoft for a license to have it on windows exactly Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a different beast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking but, more in a retail perspective of things, like you're hurting yeah. the retail stores and such. Mm-hmm. If we're to go that direction. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jake. Please, you, we were gonna say something. Oh, well, I was I was just uh, just gonna continue adding on there with, with what you guys are saying and and that uh, you know, it, I have to say that I'm still I'm still on the side that I think that eventually we're gonna see this change because. It makes sense to me, um, and, and really, kind of, it's kind of interesting because the next one I'm going to bring up here is kind of hitting 
the other side of the argument here. So let's just hop over there because this conversation basically continues. Uh, Valve is also being sued. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, uh, so Valve's companies facing, are always being sued, right? So, yeah, so, these these are not unique situations. <laughs> so if you can't win the lottery, no. sue somebody, guys. Exactly, right? sue someone that's got the money. So <laughs> there's uh, a game developer and two other people that are currently suing Valve over their dominance in the PC market and uh, them having to do with the uh, their their Steam digital dominance. So their dominance on the PC side of things, them having the ability to control the games and prices. And they're split of a 70 30. Uh, uh, you know, they have. Uh, so, CEO uh, David Rosen, uh, he's leading a, a class action antitrust uh, lawsuit against Valve. Uh, he says that uh, any attempts to diverge from their system uh, gets resulted in the game being removed from Steam entirely. So, feeling that, you know, if you try to get away from what they wanted of you, then you just have your game automatically removed from the uh, market kind of reminding of a epic versus apple kind of scenario here is almost what it's sounding out to be and that's very interesting you mentioned the splits there too um on, on the gaming companies there west because a lot of these companies to have a 70 30 split uh microsoft just recently announced last week it's one of the topics we actually didn't get to last week that they're moving to an 18 uh oh sorry they're doing the 88 12 yeah, eighty-eight twelve. Yeah, they're moving eighty-eight twelve on Microsoft Store to match Epic. They haven't made the move on Xbox, although it actually was rumored that they were about to. And then uh, from my last update that I recall on that, they kind of recanted back saying, "No, we're not doing it for console." Yeah, you know, we don't have any plans to do it for console yet. Um, I think it's going to come to console, and I think that Microsoft is might be a leader here in saying, "Hey, listen." Now, whether you play on PC, whether you play on PS4, whether you play on Nintendo Switch, whether you play on Xbox One, we're all cross-platform now. We're all the same universe. We're all the same, you know, gathering. Now you're just playing on different devices. Now you're playing on a computer, or you're playing on a Microsoft-built Xbox, or you're playing on a Sony-built PlayStation, or you're playing on a Nintendo-built Nintendo Switch. But everything together is just, it's just coming so mixed into one pot that... That's so I, why... I do want to I do want to put some context around that the the Microsoft Store one only because uh, there was a GDC uh, survey that was put out mm-hmm. um, a few weeks back uh, asking developers what uh, digital platforms on PC they they preferred to target uh, and obviously you know number one is is uh, I think was I think was Epic was number one, but just behind was was Steam. Um, basically, looking at it as like I get more money on Epic when I sell, but I sell more on Steam. Yeah. Um, Microsoft, the Microsoft Store that also gives an eighty-eight twelve was just considered other yeah. in in that cat like in that listing. So while yes, it's it's great to see Microsoft take that lead. The them. They they put it on a storefront that no one really has any interest in putting games out on. I think that might be something they're trying to build up. I, I know it sure, only absolutely. did in the last few weeks. So, yep, I, know, I certainly am might... not criticizing them oh, for yeah. it. Just it, it's it's context for for they didn't put it on the big yeah. one for them, right? They put yeah. it on their their smaller storefront. Yeah, their smaller one, kind of maybe testing the water, seeing if there's going to yeah. be a bump there. Uh, you know, it's not. They did the ones that the test for their workers over in, uh, I believe, in a, in a studio in Japan during the pandemic for the, the four hour or four day work week. Four too. day so, work week. Yeah, it's not yeah. not unheard of for them the, the challenge stuff like that. For sure. Um, what do you take of? Uh, what's your take, Alex, on Valve being sued? Like this, oh, pretty much almost a, a another example of the Sony one where it's like, hey, you guys, you're too big, you're too dominant, you're restricting. Wow. You're biting the hand that feeds you, dude, to be honest with you. Like, look at Steam and how it grew up to be. Mm-hmm. And Steam is like a giant platform to, like, promote your game and promote, uh, or sorry, be a, a client, download games and what have you. So, like, 88, you said the percentage is 88 to 12, right, Wes? Is that true? Uh, on Steam, it's 70 30. 70 30? That seems more, that seems fair. Mm. 
Like, <laughs> you know what's better, eighty eight twelve? Why not? Seventy <laughs> twelve is better. Pretty steep. That's I like want a, that hey. extra eighteen <laughs> percent. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a dev. Uh, Seventy thirty is kind of the the so, wait, wait, wait. Uh, standard, I guess. Like uh, Alex, are you are you, are you telling me that that let, let's let's let let's Careful. say that I'm a I'm a publisher, right? And okay. you you and Wes both made games, and okay. if I said to both of you, seventy thirty, and Wes was like, "No, I want eighty eight twelve. and I was like, "Okay, Wes, we'll do eighty eight twelve. and then I went back to you and I said, "So you do you still want to do seventy thirty? You'd say yes." We're going to this your is a, platform. This is a weird situation that we this found is... ourselves in. Yeah, you got me in <laughs> you're space. running a really shady storefront. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Given some of the given some of the quotes coming out of that epic uh, epic and Apple uh, court case, you know, it's it's not actually all that weird. No, <laughs> you know, it's like no. you know, we raise the bar for you here, lower one for you here. Sure. Oh, and uh, did you guys did you guys see that? I I hate to hijack news here, but did you see that that uh, so so there was a tweet from from Tim Sweeney back when this whole thing kind of went down and he was talking about how they were, they were doing this because they wanted to get a better revenue share for all developers on iOS. Um, and that they wanted to sort of take, you know, stand up to Apple and, and get everybody in 8812. Uh, Tim Sweeney was, was, uh, I don't know how to. Just, he was doing his testimony. He was answering questions from lawyers during this this uh, court case, and he was asked straight out if Apple had come to you and said that they would give you an eighty eight twelve split uh, as like a special exception only for you. Would you have taken it? And he said yes. Yeah. Motherfucker. Well, you know what. I went ahead into our, our last topic of tonight because I think this is going to take us there. Um, and it's a doozy because it has to do with Epic and Apple. And again, there are so many documents that are coming out in this case. And it's really eye-opening to, you know, understand, you know, the or it, it removes the illusion that we have towards these companies as, you know, you would never do anything fishy. You would never... You know, they could get away with it. Amazon would never go and hire people as part of an internal project. Go and hire, hire uh, content creators and go and hire. Um, oh, what's the word? Uh, um, influencers. Influencers to go and and talk positively about Amazon for a year or so. Project Veritas, I think it was called. Yeah, no, you no know? one would do that. Yeah, no. Warner Brothers also certainly would never do that. No. Definitely no. Not. No, and, and Epic and Epic certainly would not have had a plan, a, a master plan of this, and this wouldn't have been something that they didn't coordinate at all. I mean, this is something that just came and happened all of a sudden, right? Oh yeah, yeah so totally how that works. Uh, a new project has been announced. Well found actually over at uh, epic and it's called project liberty and what project liberty is was an entire plan for epic to weaponize their fans not only their fans but to weaponize the media and to just weaponize everyone that they possibly could against apple right so just a slide from one of their meetings. Uh, this one was dated May 13th. Uh, PR strategy hotfix update. So what's the goal? All right, what's the goal here? Get players, media, and industry on Epic side. Timeline launch August to be decided. It really depends on what Apple says. Uh, st <laughs> strategy provide clear communications that emphasize saving benefits for players. Hey, you'll save money. If this happens, okay, you will save money. It'll go down from nine dollars on the Epic on uh, Apple down to seven dollars, even cheaper. Yeah, right. Provide media with Epic stance on the business and industry benefits that they can carry forward to their readers, aka OS just mentioned. <laughs> Provide them with enough background education on the topic so that they can have an informed opinion and discussions. 
Hey guys, listen, we really want to do this for everybody. And here's why we really want to do this for everybody. Now, can you go and tell everybody that we want to go do this for everybody? You're using the people's ammunition. Uh-huh. Plan. <laughs> Classic strategy right there. Plan, right? <clears throat> Player facing. Direct communication on price changes in, in uh, brackets, blog, social. With emphasis on choice and value. Explore opportunity to support with branding. Ooh. Media facing, share plans with media blog along with a longer media only note explaining why this is important. Targeted real-time proactive pitch follow-up interviews with key friendly media outlets and tech business. Key friendly, because you don't want anybody out there who might go digging on you, right? No one who might ask, say, questions we don't approve of. Right, uh, why are we doing this? Uh, it's for the people. Well, well did the people ask I said, for it? I said this at the time. They <laughs> had their response to Apple pulling the game off the the app store within like 20 minutes of it happening yeah. yeah and that does not just happen no and then they had that fucking commercial get this that same goddamn day right right oh, they, they they filmed that in in 20 minutes and oh, yeah. They oh yeah it was all cg animated and shit motherfuckers <laughs> so, they plan- put it out the same fucking day their plan for industry facing explore the creation of a coalition that can drive amplified discussion. So they want to make a coalition of companies to join them in their fight. Right? Challenges. High risk of leaks limits ability to pre-brief media. <laughs> pre-brief the media. Hey guys, listen. Here's what's going on. Uh, proactive can't start until ship. Difficult to convert media slash players sympathetic to Apple Google. Oh, sorry, this is a slide from Epic, uh, Epic's July 1st, 2021 Project Liberty Update presentation. And obviously, within a month and a half, uh, you had uh, them get their game taken off and then everything coming out. Uh, this is a slide from Epic's May 13th. Uh, Epic fights for the players and developers. Sorry, uh, 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 sorry. And this is a slide that was a presentation from may 13th in the event that epic uh, that epic is denied what they're seeking out of apple and google so in this scenario players on apple google are blocked from the app examples of pro epic messaging will be epic fights for the players and developers epic's battle against storm monopolies means greater savings for players via epic direct payment and greater rewards for developers with the epic game store the epic store google play store and steam are anti-consumer monopolies uh, saving money is good. Examples of anti-Epic messaging will be Epic thinks they are special. Epic is greedy. Players are pawns in Epic's battles. And Epic, Apple, Google own the platform. So they did have a little bit of pros and cons as to what uh, their messaging would be and what they wanted their messaging to be going out to consumers. Um, so Danny, I want to throw this to you first, my friend. What is your hot take on Project Liberty and does this change your mind at all on the situation of the case where Epic wanted out, obviously, very badly? They didn't like the deal and they wanted to make more money while not having to listen to Epic, uh, Apple and Google's rules. Do you think that they're right to have done what they did? Um, you know what? It's a hard question. Uh, I, to be honest, I, I don't think so. I, I, um. Oh, it's such a difficult way to answer this question. Personally, no, I don't think so. And having everything planned out so perfectly uh, for that to happen. Um, yeah, I. it's a tough question for me to answer. I, I'm, I'm going to stick by my answer and say no. I think it's not really the best thing. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of players out there will feel the same way as that, you know, some guy... <laughs> Some got cheated out and lost uh, lost their, uh, especially those who uh, who are on Apple. Uh, you know, they probably lost their game, and you know they have to figure out, uh, you know, to go and get it from the Epic Store. Or just I, I I don't know. It's such a gigantic mess. It's it honestly is two companies fighting over which one wants more money. That's that's pretty much it. In the very yeah. end, like whose ego is bigger, who makes the exactly. most money? Oh, jeez. Well, well so to Alex, so, so Alex, for, for you, I mean, on the other side of this, Epic is saying, and not only did they say, but they did uh, lower the price of their stuff, their their products on the game. 
So you could go on and buy the uh, Epic uh, Epic coins, and you were saving two dollars per transaction, right? Just flat out that day, boom! You guys now save two dollars. So they did, in fact, pass on the savings that they would have otherwise had to give directly to Apple and Google, and they did give it back to the player. Now, you know, if more companies were to back Epic and were to say to Apple and Google, hey, you charging us this 70-30 split just to have our app on your app store on the phone is absurd. We want a better cut. Does that not make a good stance for, for our Epic's case here? Do you, do you not think that they are doing the right thing? I'm going to try to answer this question very, very carefully because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite from the last answer. <laughs> I knew exactly where you're coming from, man. Holy shit. Okay. Are they Robin Hood? <laughs> <laughs> no, I see both perspectives, right? I see both perspectives. You put your uh, product on their platform, you go under their house, their roof, their rules kind of thing, right? But with Fortnite, for example, being so big and popular as it is, maybe they don't need the help of um, Apple, Google, and all that, and just go to a different platform, their own thing. True or false? They could. They, they I mean, have, it, they... it, Fortnite has made $9 billion. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, as long as the player did not get cheated out of what they've earned or what they've purchased... From that platform i think i heard you say that correctly they're redeemed they got redeemed for that is that true if i heard you no. correctly they did not get redeemed no but basically it's, it's a cross-platform account so they, they lose any user that has a uh ios or a android would have lost access to being able to play fortnite on their mobile devices they would they still cannot as far as i'm concerned apple for sure i i don't know about android no I assume not. Well, in terms I, of, it, Sorry, they what? just can't play the game on that on that device anymore. No, mm -hmm. it won't. Yeah, but the 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 account itself is not tied to the device. Mm -hmm. yeah. so that's what I'm talking. Or the about, or the like, ecosystem. And that's what I'm talking about. As long as the player did not get cheated, right, out of what they've earned or what they've purchased for that character. Mm -hmm. Then I'm sure, like, let Epic do their thing as long as they got their fan base back right yeah well, i was i was going to say though that that 9 billion that uh you said billion right Wes? billion right, with a b yeah okay Huge so you know how much of that it was apple players though and we're going with apple and we're going with android right the yeah. so right now basically the only way that you're going to be playing your your fortnite game is either through pc or a console so that that's a pretty big market, especially for people who, you know, who do well for us here in the in North America, it's a little bit different. But like in Japan, for people who do commutes and stuff, that might have been like their go to game while they're going from place to place. Right. Um, that's that's quite big. It, whether or not, you know, like I said, with the companies, I don't I don't want to like Alex says, you don't want to is going to be in a hot spot there. But uh, it's it's one of those things where it. You're losing a pretty big profit from not having it on both of the uh, uh, iOS and Android uh, uh, units. Like that's that's pretty big. Uh, 116 million players. So okay, according to Epic's own numbers, Fortnite for iOS accounted for as many as one third of Fortnite's players, or around 116 million. Yeah, see, that's still quite a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's still that's still a lot of players. So I'm I'm sure that they've lost a bit of profits. Uh, yeah, sixty three percent of those played only on an, on an iOS device. See, yeah, it, you're so. losing. It's still a pretty massive market that you're losing. Mm -hmm. So I I I wonder. You know, we're talking about the uh, the company suing each other. Um, it just goes to show: are they, they going to be losing more money because of this, or are they going to be gaining money? I think from what I can see, the numbers, you know, we're talking about iOS and Android uh, and those players being lost uh, in the uh, in the statistics there. 
that's quite a bit of money per year that you're losing on this. Not only, you know, paying the court, uh, the lawyers and all that to do your cases, uh, but you're also losing all those people who were buying, uh, especially with Apple and stuff, buying all that stuff on their server. Like, I'm sure both companies are kind of having, uh, you know, a loss. There ha- there has to be with that. With well, those. Absolutely. Wes, what are, yeah. your, what are your thoughts, my friend, on all of this? What, what do you take? What's your take? I mean, I also have to tread lightly because, you know, mm-hmm. they, they games on those stores. Um, Don't fall for the trap. <laughs> basically, like I, I absolutely think that that the what Epic is the, the sort of overarching thing of what Epic is fighting for is to get a higher split, a better split yeah. from from Apple. Uh, I think that's great. I think devs should get a higher split from from Apple. Uh, that being said, Apple's perfectly within their right to set those values however they want, and they they set them based off of um, uh, what was it? There there was there was a standard set of seventy thirty in another. It, I think it was a movie uh, rental market like pay per view and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it was a seventy thirty split, um, and that is basically carried over into this. Um, 88.12 obviously is better for the developers. Um, 70.30 obviously better for the platform holder. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, at the at the end of the day, and I, I said it then, I say now, these are two giant corporations fighting over who gets more of your money. Um, at, at the end of the day, um, it, you know, I, while I I certainly appreciate that that Epic lowered the price for people who are buying it through their their other store that they introduced that day. Um, they were still making a little bit more. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't just a straight up. Yep. You know, they they weren't making the same amount. They were making a little bit more off of that. Um, well, they they gave back twenty percent, but they kept ten. Yeah, exactly. Out of the thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, here's two dollars. We'll take the third. Thank you. Yeah. So they they made a little mo- little bit more money off of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I I I didn't really appreciate that that whole that that weaponizing players you know it was very obviously what they were trying to do um i and i i like to think that it didn't work um but i i honestly don't know kind of where you know the the fortnite community falls on that um there's actually i don't don't know what that sentiment is i was going to share up here tonight and uh we ended up getting to it because it's kind of just the same it was the epic versus apple became the internet's trial and uh, I guess it's going on a lot in chats. Like it's in a sure. lot of those channels. Like it's out there. People are hammering, and people are going on both sides. You know, it's kind of like the old days of pirate vs ninjas. Great, <laughs> fantastic, yeah, 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 ninjas. We're, we're back in pirates vs ninjas, folks. This is I had a moment of epic. what. <laughs> oh, that argument. That argument. Yes, we're yeah. back. Okay, great. It's all come full. Okay, let's just shut everything down now. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're back to this again. Oh, we, all came, we all came full circle. Um, Pirates vs. Ninjas was just preparing us for Apple vs. Epic. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, ideally, like, it would be nice if, if uh, devs could get a bigger cut, players mm-hmm. could pay a little less, and, you know, the platform holders still make money. Yeah. You know, that it, it, would then, be, it would be nice if, if it could be win-win-win. I'm just I, I the the more this goes and the more I see quotes coming out of this the more I'm like I have no idea kind of where this is going. I I do have to give props to the judge in this case. She seems to be really on the ball. Yeah. Um and she's asking fantastic questions of everybody involved mm-hmm. um from from some of the stuff coming out of there. Um so it's it's great to see someone kind of with a better sense of what this is than you know what we could have gotten out of yeah. a you know someone who maybe has no idea what what goes on in tech at all so yeah not maybe exactly she, maybe she's a fortnite player she might be she might be she seems to she's asking questions that you know are, are tangential to kind of the conversation but you know she's asked about privacy concerns she's she's had a lot of questions about you know the the sale of impulse items to to children and that kind of thing so there's there's some 
some good questions on and good insight on her part where she's 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 kind of seeing the dangers in, in some ways and i think that's really good so mm -hmm. kids play fortnite she's getting the inside scoop <laughs> well folks that she is, might be i don't know that's 10 and that uh that calls it for us here tonight on player to player as always Wait, five minutes over right <laughs> as always it's always a great time trying with you guys the time flies far too fast and I, I knew tonight was going to be a night of few topics, but long, long-winded conversation because they're just big, heavy hitters. I mean, like, what do you make of Sony you know, potentially losing their monopoly of having just a PlayStation Store on a PlayStation 5? Like, imagine, like, oh, what do I want to buy off today? Oh, let's go check out the you know, at the Epic Store. Let's go check out Steam or let's go check out GOG or somebody else out there. You know, it's... There, there is some precedent for that. There, uh, Samsung used to have a store on, uh, on Android devices that they, right. they're separate from the Google Play Store and that kind of thing. Oh, so. it's a store, yep. Right. So yeah, it, it I could, don't know how good it was or popular it was, but it exists. It could be something we see. It could be, but we'll have to save our conversation for that until next week. See if some other news comes out of this long-winded trial. It's getting heavy, folks. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of news that is coming down. And uh, you really don't want to be missing out on any of it. So make sure you're paying attention to the Apple vs. Epic Trial if you're not already. And make sure to join us next Monday for another episode here of Player to Player where we talk about the gaming news that you don't want to miss out on. Because if you do miss out on it, well, then you're not informed and that's not any fun. As always, thank you, Danny and Wes, my two co-hosts here for joining me. And thank you, Alex, for uh, coming on and being our guest tonight. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And uh, that's it, folks. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next Monday. Thank you all, and uh, have yourselves a good night. Take care.